0: We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now, see, this is a Bible principle. God chose this. I didn't choose it until after God chose it. And he says God chose this method. Now, God could have done it any way he wanted to, but he chose to do it this way. He chose to use things that are not manifest, things that you can't see, feel, taste, smell, or hear in the natural realm to bring to naught the things that are manifest in the natural realm that you don't desire and that are not according to the Word of God. You see, if you've got a problem and you can see it, then it's in the natural realm. And as long as you can see it, you can take your faith in the Word of God and change it. Go on over to 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. Let's read from verse 17 down through verse 18. Well, we'd do it an injustice unless we read verse 13. Let's read it. We, having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. Now, verse 17, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory, while we look not at things which are seen, but at things which are not seen. You see, it's easy to believe God when you're in the atmosphere of a Bible school. But when you get out there and begin to see all of the problems and situations that you're facing in life, you're going to have to learn to look at the unseen. The unseen realm is the powerful realm. While we look not at things that are seen, but at things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Now here's the principle that God has ordained. This is the principle that God used all through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. It is the principle that Jesus used in all of his ministry, and it is the principle of calling things that are not as though they were. Now you see God doing this. In the fourth chapter of Romans, you find that God said of Abraham, Paul was referring to it in verse 17, as it is written, I have made thee the father of many nations, before whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not, as though they were. Now remember that. Remember the sequence of that. God calls things that are not manifest, as though they were manifest. Now that's God's method. Now you see, you compare this with what Paul said here. God has chosen the things that are not to bring to naught things that are. That's God's method. You call things that are not. You call for eternal forces. Now you see, he said the things which are not seen are eternal. So you call for the eternal forces of faith and of the word of God. You call for these things, call into manifestation The thing that is not, and when you do, it will do away with what is. See, Paul said, overcome evil with good. That's what he's talking about doing. Now, when you start talking about calling things that are not, sometimes people get the idea that you're talking about denying what exists. Now, you need to get a hold of this because there's a lot of people, when they get turned on to faith and confession, they deny things that exist. Confession is not denying what exists, it is calling things that are not. Now there's a difference in calling things that are not, and calling things that are as though they're not. Now that's what a lot of people do, and you need to take some notes on this and write this down, because sometimes if you say it real fast, people say, why, you just saying the same thing. No, we're saying the very opposite thing. God's method according to Romans, the fourth chapter, verse 17 and 18 there, is that he calls things that are not as though they were. In other words, he calls them into manifestation. By doing that, he nullifies what exists. The problem exists. You don't deny that the problem exists. You don't deny that you're sick if you're sick. You just don't go around confessing you're sick all the time because that'll cause you to have faith in sickness. And people misunderstand that sometimes, and they think, well, if I'm sick, I'm just going to say I'm not sick. Well, that's not going to make you not sick just because you say you're not sick. In fact, it might cause you to lie. See, there's a difference in a lie and a confession. Confession is a method of calling things that are not as though they were. So if I'm sick and I confess, thank God I'm healed with the stripes of Jesus, I'm delivered from the authority of darkness, I'm redeemed from the curse of the law, I'm calling my body well and healthy in Jesus' name. I'm not denying sickness. I'm just denying it the right to exist in my body. What I'm doing is calling for health and healing in my body. That's God's method. Now, you get criticized for it, sure. But that's all right, as long as I'm doing what God said, they can go ahead and criticize me. Like someone said, well, now you're just trying to act like God. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. I'd rather act like God than the devil. If I'm acting like God, saying what God said about me, then those that are saying what the devil said are acting like the devil. Hmm? Now, you may not like that, but it's true anyway. It'll make some mad and some glad, but it's the truth. If you're always quoting what the devil said and saying what is, then you're falling right in line with the devil. You're acting like the devil. That's the way the devil says. He'll tell you why you're sick, you're sick, you're sick. Why sure you're sick and you're going to die. You're never going to get any better. And you go out just saying the same thing. Well, I guess I'll go to my grave in the wheelchair, see. Well, you're just falling in line with the devil. See, when there was no hope, Abraham believed in hope. He went to the word of God and got him some hope. And then he just said what God said. He said, I'm the father of many nations. See, God tricked him into that, really. See, God named him to where he had to say, my name's Abraham. Abraham meant father of nations. And faith cometh by what? Hearing the word of God. That was the word of God concerning Abraham. You're the father of nations. But he wasn't the father of nations at that point. But God said he was. What was God doing? He was just calling it into manifestation. And then he taught Abraham how to do it by renaming him. And then Abraham went about saying just what God said. And he called it into manifestation. Manifestation. Now you see another incident in the Bible where that God told Zacharias, we've heard your prayer and sent an angel down there and told him that. And he said, your prayer is going to be answered. Your wife's going to have a child. Now I'll paraphrase. He said, how do I know you're telling the truth? You're going to have to give me a sign. And that angel said, yeah, I'll give you a sign, all right. You won't be able to speak until the day it comes to pass. Now see how God dealt with one individual and another individual. Here's a man that's walking in doubt concerning what God said to him. And he said, you better shut his mouth up or it'll never work. Now, you need to learn that. There's times to be silent and there's times to speak. So he stopped him from talking for nine months. But for Abraham, he just renamed him and got him to saying what God said. See, Zacharias wouldn't say what God said. He wanted a sign. I'll tell you what you find out. Jesus never would preach to people that wanted signs. He went across the lake one time met a bunch of people said, show us a sign. Never preached one sermon. Got right back in the boat and left. Don't follow signs. <laughs> now, let's look at this he said he has chosen this method God chose this method I didn't choose it until after God chose it now let me show you where people miss it and let me show you the reason for it somebody says well I'm just going to deny that I'm sick I'm saying I'm not sick I'm not sick I'm not sick or maybe they're saying I don't have lung disease I don't have emphysema I don't have emphysema if you could get rid of it that way by denying it you might die with cancer that's not the answer See, if you call that in for manifestation, you might still have some other disease. But see, God's method is to call the thing that's not, not to deny what he is. You don't call things that are as though they're not. You call the thing that is not manifest as though it were manifest. And if you were going to do that concerning sickness, you'd say, thank God the Bible says that I'm healed with the stripes of Jesus. I'm redeemed from the curse of the law and the curse of the law was Poverty, sickness, and spiritual death, and in the name of Jesus, First Peter two twenty four said, "I was healed by stripes, and I'm confessing these things and saying them in the name of Jesus, and it's causing faith to come." So you're calling, and I'm calling my body well. Body, are you listening to me? I'm telling you, you're well in the name of Jesus. And somebody said, "Well, I know you're just lying because you're hurting. I may be hurting, but I'm calling for the thing that's not manifest." And said, so, "Well, how can you say that your body is well when you're sick?" That's all the more the reason you ought to say it. You're calling for the thing that's not. You're calling it into manifestation. I'm not trying to convince you that I'm not sick or I don't hurt. Now, if I am, I'm lying, see. That's the difference in lying and a confession or calling things that are not. If I'm trying to convince you that I've already have something that I don't have, literally have it, then that's a lie. You might as well just admit it, that's a lie, that's not a confession, it's a lie. <laughs> but if you hear me saying, thank God my body is well, I'm healed, I'm delivered, I'm free from sickness and disease, and I'm calling my body well, you go off and say, oh boy, I don't have a pain in his body. Well, you just heard me calling things that are not. I didn't lie to you. I wasn't talking to you. I didn't care whether you heard me or not. A little rather you didn't, because you're liable to misunderstand something I <laughs> said, you see. Now, see, I'm calling for the thing that's not manifest. Now, let's move it over into another area where you can understand. Somebody might say, well, thank God, I'm going to confess that I don't have any debts. When, in fact, they owe everybody in the country. See, there's a lot of people. Now, let me just say this right here. There's a lot of people get hung up on this scripture, oh no man nothing. And they think, glory to God, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to owe no man nothing. And they won't borrow any money at the bank to meet their bills when they come due, even though they don't have the money to meet them. They lose their credit, get kicked out of their apartment. Now, that's not a very good testimony, is it? And they're confessing, My God meets my need according to His riches in glory. And they're wondering, Who is His God that can't meet His needs? Now, see, when it says, Oh, no man, nothing, you can't owe no man nothing when you owe everybody everything. I'm doing better preaching you are saying, Amen. You're going to have to start where you are. You can't operate in that until you get out of debt. I'm glad you could join us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, I'll remind you that this is the last day for CD offer number 7413, entitled, Why Confession Works. Four CDs for $29 plus $5 postage and handling, a total of $34. Now, when we talk about confessing the Word of God, uh, there's five things that I cover or six in this series. It renews your mind to the Word of God. Confessing the Word of God renews your mind. If you say what God said long enough, you go to thinking like God thinks. And when you go to thinking like God thinks, things are going to change around your house because you're going to start acting different. Then number two, it creates faith. The Word of God spoken out of your mouth is heard by the inner ear, picked up by the inner ear, fed directly into the heart, what the Bible calls the heart. I call it the spirit. And it creates faith in the Word of God. It's like a wing on an airplane. There's no lift on that wing until you thrust it through the air. When you thrust it through the air, it creates its own lift. God's Word, spoken out of your mouth, creates faith in your heart. Number three, it plants the Word of God in the soil of your heart. If you're going to have a harvest, you have to plant. And the parable of the sower you'll find that Jesus said, The sower soweth the word. Well, where did he sow it? In the hearts of men. And he said, The kingdom of God's if a man casts the seed into the ground. So we're the one that casts the seed. You speak the word. You proclaim the word. Number four, it sets the law of faith in motion. Jesus said, He shall have whatsoever he saith, if he believe and doubt not his heart. So if you say what God said about you, then you'll possess the promises of God, but if you're always saying what the devil said, you're going to possess what God doesn't want you to have. Then it gives your angels an assignment. That's offer number 7413. Four CDs for $29 plus $5 postage and handling. A total of $34. We have a toll-free order line 1-877-396-9400. one 1- Until Monday, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046.